Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello everyone, it's Brian Gizzins here and welcome on board the... Uh, I'm looking directly at a pheasant staring me out. There he goes. Nodding his head off through the long green grass. Wonder what he gets up to. Wonder if he makes podcasts. Okay, so yeah, so thanks for downloading uh, the Brian Gittins and Friends podcast. If you're new, welcome on board. Uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. It takes around about 47 episodes to get into this podcast. So don't uh, don't bail out after, you know, maybe 17. You're like, no, I don't like it. Give it another 30 episodes and then make your decision. On this week's episode, we got Barry Dodds. Barry Dodds, if you don't know Barry, then he's from a much more successful podcast called The Parapod with Ian Boldsworth, where they look into... Things of a para, uh, pa, pa, paranatural, not a paranatural, para, paramedic, no, supermedic, supernatural. They look, they look into the supernatural. That's better. So Barry Dodds came along and had a chat with me and David and Charles. Um, what else is there to tell you? I'm doing the Horn Show at the Moth Club this Thursday. What's the date now? Oh, God, it's about February the 24th. What's that, mate? It's February the 28th or something. This Thursday at the Moth Club, I'm doing the Honk Show. It's a new night for new acts. I'm going to be emceeing it, and you, the audience, get to uh, choose who goes through to the final, and whoever wins the night wins a paid spot at Not Too Bag's other big night at Richmix. So it's quite a, quite a special evening for all those involved. If you don't like the axe on the stage, then tell them. Tell them. Bring along some vegetables. Chuck the vegetables at them. Tell them you think they're fucking shit and, uh, and whatnot. But if you do like them, send them through to the final. And then we'll see who has got what it takes to win the hog show. <coughs> right, that's that. Uh, but do come along. It's this Thursday. Do Come along. It's all about you, the audience. If you don't come along, if you don't get involved, then there will be no show for all the up-and-coming stars of the future. <laughs> oh, dear. There's the pheasant. <laughs> he's smiling at me. He's working out how to do a podcast. Watch and learn, Sonny. <laughs> oh, he's fucked off. Uh, anyway. <laughs> right, so uh, that's it. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode. And again, if you, if you if you like what you hear, if you want to hear more, then come to uh, Patreon 
forward slash David L. Who's David L? Don't worry about it. Just come to www.patreon.com forward slash David L. And uh, uh, we put up extra bits of the podcast, videoed bits of the podcast, all sorts of bits and pieces that you might enjoy. <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, what else is there to say? Yeah, and, and also support the podcast by rating it on iTunes or whatever you listen to this scuff on. You know, rate it with five stars and say, bloody hell, this is a great podcast. I really like it. And the more stars we get, the more chance we get to climb into the charts. <clears throat> God, isn't life pointless? Isn't it? Isn't life so pointless? I was watching the Oscars earlier. Just going up there, winning their little figurines, and like, what's the point? Who cares? No one cares. Life's so pointless. Mm. There's the pheasant. Oh, dear. Oh, okay, anyway, so uh, here's episode 52 or 3 with Barry Dodds. Hope you enjoy it. Uh, I know I did, and uh, I'll, I'll see you I'll see you another time. Bye-bye for now. Hello everybody and welcome to the uh, Brian Gittins and Friends podcast. I think this is episode 53, David. You are correct. It is episode 53. How can you be so sure? I think it's your confident body language that's seducing me. But also looking through the numbers, I'm pretty sure the last one we did was 5-2. Okay. So that's uh, obviously we all know that's David David Edwards. You're Hello, piece of the furniture now, aren't you? I certainly am. A, so a last hat episode, stand. you're a hat stand or a coat stand. What are you going to be this? Uh, a cabinet. A cabinet. <laughs> so I'll go on all fours, and you can open my jacket and put some drinks in there, maybe. Love to open your jacket. Well, your by all means, I'm the cabinet. So if you want to uh, put some cornflakes in there or yeah. a few uh, shot glasses, whatever you want in your cabinet, I'm just there to uh, yeah. to hold it and keep it protected. And over there uh, is Charles. You're right, Charles. How are you doing, Charles? Charles the Hello, everyone. Hello, Charles. Here we go. Hello. And what, what have you been there? Oh, there's another little voice. <laughs> and uh, and that voice that you heard, David, was none other than Barry... Uh, Dodds. Dodds. What was it, David? Barry Dodds. Yeah, Barry Dodds. That's the man. Well, um... You, you kind of got it right. You got his surname right. I did. Well, he's a memorable man. He's on the spectrum of supernatural gossip out there. He's a leading light from the heavens. How are you, Barry? Thanks for coming along, Barry. I'm very well, Brian. Yeah, how, how are, you? are you? Yeah, I'm all right, yeah. Uh, what have you been up to? Anything? Um, well, mainly on the train. Yeah, uh, just sitting on a train. Tra- Travelling down here today, having, yeah, yeah. having a little go on the tube, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, coming here to this What's Where wonderful. did you go on the tube? You went all the way to... <laughs> Did you go all the way to Walthamstow? I didn't go all the way. No. Because I'm, I'm not from London. No. Uh, and I've used the tube before, yeah. but I sort of take things for granted, and I, I was in a bit of a rush, and yeah. I just saw something called Victoria Line. Yeah. I thought, that's the one I want to be on. That take you to the podcast. That'll did you get the ghost train? I didn't get the ghost train. I didn't. <laughs> Although there's haunted stations, apparently. There's uh, there's unused stations on the underground. Now, 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 hang on a minute. Now, I love the idea. Actually, let's set the scene first. So we're at the World Sumo Wrestling Championships. Lovely. We're at, fi- we're at the finals, so you can hear all the hubbub. Everyone's really excited. Um, the, we've got the ring in front of us. 
we got front row seats. Barry to my left, David to my right. Wonderful. You've got, what are you eating there? Obviously I'm eating an the, extra large hot dog. No, well, yeah, we're in Japan, so it's... Absolutely. It's a, it's a, is, is it a hot dog or what's it called in Japan? It's called a sushi dog because but it's what, a... What, but what, what do they actually call it? Well, in Japanese? Yeah. A, uh, a hota wufha. Yeah. <laughs> Something in that vein. You know, I yeah, think if yeah. you said that, they'd understand you halfway. Yeah, so can you say that again? A uh, hota wufha. So when you went to uh, buy your hot dog five minutes ago, what did you say when you are at the... Uh... Well, I had a picture to point out, but I said a hota wufha. <laughs> but I had a photo to point out. <laughs> what was that, Charles? Heart of water. Heart of water. And what are you eating there, Barry? What's that? Uh, lap? Just chips. Just chips. Just got some <laughs> chips. And what are chips in Japan? Japanese? Uh, hips. <laughs> I think something like I'm not right. fluent in it. No, no, no. So how, um, would, you, how would you order whoops. hot dog and chips? I would point to the chips. No, no, no. All you'd, right. you'd say hot dog. So how would you say it in Japanese? Uh, hot dog and chips, please. Hot woof uh, hips. Okay. Oh, God. So have you ever been to uh, sumo wrestling before? I've never been to sumo no, no, wrestling before. Right. Have you ever been, David? I've seen it on Sky Sports. That's it. I've never seen them in the flesh. Yeah, well, obviously, we're at the final. It's the final bout. So uh, the two competitors are, what are their names? So their actual names and then their, their, their street, their nicknames. What are their names? Uh, their actual name is uh, Sim Sim, and he's called the Alleyway Goliath. Yeah. And the other one is uh, Jakapanwa, and he's called the uh, Father Beater. Not Fa- mother, what? father. Father Beater? Yeah, he'll, um, he'll take on anyone, including your father, and right. beat them. <laughs> type of thing. So, sorry, okay. it's like an extreme version of a wife. No, that's too much, but... What? Uh, well, uh, in the 70s, you had people called wife beaters. Not anymore now, we've got rid of them. They've, they've been told to leave the country, but... It's a case of he's an extension of that, an extreme version of it. And what are their actual names again? Uh, Sim Sim. Yeah. And uh, Hayata. <laughs> was it? I'm not sure was it was it? Hayata. Was it Hayata? Barry? Something like uh, that. Hayata. Yeah. I don't think it was that originally. No, I don't think it was that originally. But, uh... Apology. As I say, I'm not fluent in the language, but I'm just trying my best. So, anyway, Barry, uh, uh, I think we've got to chat about it. So, you're, you're, you're a ghost. You believe in ghosts. I do, yeah. I love ghosts. I love them too. I really, I'm not sure I want to meet one, but I love learning about them. Right, yeah. okay. Yeah, Fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Now, you were, you, you were talking, um, do you know what, we'll ask Dave, we'll ask you a question, we'll, we'll get the podcast rolling, yep. and then we'll move over to Barry. <laughs> the first question of the podcast is, David, what's the strangest conversation you've ever over, you've over, you've overheard? What's the strangest conversation you've ever heard? The strang- what is the strangest conversation you've ever heard? The strangest conversation I've ever heard. Overheard. What, overheard. The strangest. It's been tricky getting this question out, isn't it? What is the strangest conversation you've overheard? I think um, when I was in the lounge, my family in the kitchen, and they were discussing if they wanted to be buried, cremated, uh, their ashes put into a pot, things in that vein, and the reasons why. You know, um, my father's always worried about waking up in the grave. Uh, someone was worried that if they threw the ashes out off uh, the side of a boat, would it go where they wanted to in the sea or would it be brushed off 
into a local beach or a so housing a estate, beach. a local beach or housing estate. Right. And it was where their imagination was going after death. And a lot of me was thinking, well, you know, I don't know what you guys think, but maybe there's a full stop once you stop breathing and you don't so, have to overthink it. So could you maybe uh, take us back to that? And uh, maybe we could hear your father and was it your sister talking yes. about it? Yes. OK, could you... Could you sort of reenact it? And maybe James will muffle it so it sounds like they're in the other room. Oh, OK, so OK. You're, you're, we're hearing them in the other room. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the living so room. play your dad and your sister at the same time. My biggest fear is suddenly being woken up by some, um, you know, some crows that are loud in the morning or kids playing football in the park opposite. And I realise I'm dead, I'm in a grave but there's six foot between us, full of earth, earthworms. And now you're uh, now doing an impression of your sister. Sister, well, even worse. Is that, is that how she talks? It'd be like, well, even worse would be my plan where I'm burnt to a crisp and my ashes are sent out into the ocean. What happens if a gust of wind takes it to a beach or a local council estate? <laughs> and, what, and now what is your dad? So just back and forth now, so we're just listening. I prefer that than actually just finding myself, you know, in a bloody box under the ground. At least I'm moving around meeting people and I'm still part of the community giving back. You know, I'd happily have myself tossed off the side of a boat. Pardon? And, um, sorry, not, um, you know, in a normal physical manner. Um, and uh, take, my, take my bloody luck. You know, oceans, fish, knows. sister. Well, if that's the case... I'll swap it for the grave. At least I know where I am. Your sister sounds like a proper prat. <laughs> a proper, I think she's had your one too many babies. Your sister sounds like a prat. Uh, she's had one too Could many you babies. Do your sister again talking, David. Um, different sort no, of different well, attitudes. Whatever, whatever. Um, I just want to know it. I want to see if she is a prat. Um, let's can we please raise our glasses? Let's agree to disagree. <laughs> Right. Very good, Pratt. my dad would say. Pratt. Um, he might say that under his breath, bloody Pratt. <laughs> you know, under his breath, because you know, I wouldn't want to say that to her face type of thing. So if she, She's now, got claws. If she walks into the room and asks you if you wanted to come and see, what would she say? What would she sound like? Uh, David, uh, a cup of tea. I'm only asking Pratt. once. <laughs> Yes, please. Thank you. Pratt. Pratt. No, I'm sure she's not no, no, a Pratt. No, no, but she, no, 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 no. But she sounds like one. A lot Pratt. of people do. When you sit Pratt. them down, Charles though. Charles is calling her a Pratt. If you sit her down, though, Pratt. and you ask Pratt. her about um, her views on soap operas. Okay, or... very quickly. What, what, David's sister, nice to meet you. What are your views on soap operas? Um, after Brookside, it all went downhill. Oh. Because Channel 4 is very cutting edge in the 80s. Okay. And everyone else has become very sort of cookie cutter, hiding in a okay, format. I, wanna, I don't want to hear your view. Oh, right, I don't okay. Hear hers. So It'd be very much what Brookside. What are your thoughts on Brookside? I thought the, the kiss between the That's two. Not, you know, she, she sounded differently. Different. Um, oh, yeah. I think the kiss between the two girls was uh, cutting edge at the time. Very refreshing. And they'd be like, oh, I'll have to check that out on YouTube. Oh, dear. <laughs> I've got to say, you raised, raised what I think is a legitimate point there. You know you're on about getting thrown off a boat? My uncle actually um, drives some of the boats that oh, take yes. you out into the sea. 
where you where people throw the ashes off over really? the side. Really? That's yeah. an actual job, an actual thing people well, do? Well, he used to be a fisherman, but there's no money in that anymore, so he's like so, just got a different boat now. Well, they take urns out and chuck them... They take urns out into the North Sea. Well, not not too far, and then they throw them out into and the sea. And that's what he does each day? Well, he does other things. He does, like, trips to see the puffins as well. Now, David thinks puffins are... I, I used to a week ago. So would you say um, for puffins 10 years? still exist? Because David seems to think they're, they're ex- ex- they extinct. They definitely exist because I've seen them recently. Exist, well, I mean, if your uncle's actually seen one and... Hey, go on this boat, he'll take you out and take you around Coca Island. I do and... believe now in puffins. Yeah. You know I mean, originally, I think it was a dodo. I was getting it confused with its relative. I think they look similar. They do look similar. The they're beak. white and black and they've got similar beaks. Yeah. A dodo's um, white and black? Oh, they're just white. They've got similar beaks, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely quite right. I think I got them you both get, confused. You get very serious when you talk about puffins. <laughs> well, I thought they were dead and now they're alive. It's like telling me, go to Marwell, there's a velociraptor next to the apes, you know. Pardon? Um, it's like saying dinosaurs exist. Right. So I was quite shocked. I thought they were extinct. Puffins? But they're around and they're living. The more I think about it, I'm sure I've heard David Attenborough mention them. Four yes, UK but... bird species, including puffins, face extinction. Puffins are among four UK bird species now at risk of extinction, so according to risk. the latest revision of a global conservation database. Thank you, Charles. Appreciate that. It's good to have a robot in your corner. Yeah, that's true, because when they come back, because they go away, oh, they're, yes. they're around for a certain bit when my uncle takes the boat out to this island. They're around a certain time of the year, but then they come back. But they always go back to the same nesting box that they were in. Oh, right. Yeah. That's fascinating. Even though they've been off around the world doing whatever puffins do, but they always come back to the same place. So it's like time share. They've always got somewhere waiting After for breeding, them. After breeding, all three puffin species winter at sea, usually far from coasts and often extending south of the breeding range. Iceland is the home to most of the Atlantic puffins with about 10 million individuals. Thanks, Charles. I really do appreciate what you bring to this podcast. He sorts things out. He irons them out. We know where we are. We'll leave the studio understanding them better. Can we just do a quick puffin section where you do an impression of a puffin? What, like, uh, it's got a voice, as in Disney, or uh, an actual puffin that would appear in Blue Planet? So we're going to have a bit of music. Thanks, James. The editor's just laid a bit of music on there. And now do some puffin noises. <laughs> An unmistakable bird with its black back and white underparts. Keep doing it. And distinctive black head with large pale cheeks and a tall, flat, brightly coloured bill. Wow! <laughs> okay. Okay. Something like that, I think. Yeah. Like, so your your uncle must hear that noise a lot. I think, yeah, I think he's probably sick of it. <laughs> Maybe if James could now multiply that noise, and um, you can pretend to play Barry's uncle on the on the boat. Yeah. Uh, we'll hear hundreds of that, uh, those puffins as he makes his way. Has he got people with their ashes with them? Or? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. So here we go. So David's about to play Barry's uncle on the fishing boat. Right, so before you start throwing your ashes into the sky, um, we just got a large mob of puffins were going past up on the cliffs. Uh, don't get them eye contact, they're quite territorial. And uh, it's not the greatest acoustic to say goodbye to a loved one. So um, let's just wander past. Uh, if you want to take your photo, please do. Don't have flashes because on the side of the cliff you could stun them and they could fall down. We don't want to get the RSPCA involved or anyone in that vein. And not many people know this, but they are near to extinction. Okay. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Barry, so you were chatting. Obviously, you're well known for doing a podcast yeah. uh, about the, uh, the um, paranormal. Yes. You were talking before we started recording about a violent... A violent poltergeist. A violent poltergeist. Now, that got my... It's actually the, the most violent in Europe. Yes. Is it really? Supposedly, yeah. Right. And um, you've got my you stayed in that, in that house. I've stayed in the house many times where it. See, so, Ian, who you do the podcast with, will. will um, what would he do? Rip. Rip me a new arsehole, yeah. Rip you a new arsehole. We're not going to rip you a new arsehole. Not at all. We're going to give you a seat to put it on. No, no, yeah, like a bloody throne, mate. We're Uh, frauds. I like the idea of talking about poltergeists. I do as well, absolutely. So, so what's this poltergeist known for doing? It's known for um, this house in particular is in somewhere called Pontefract in Yorkshire, and it was famous for a spell about back in the I think sixties or seventies where it terrorised a family who lived there and it's the intensity of its sort of quote-unquote attacks grew and grew and grew. So how would it attack? It would... um, They'd have things like getting moved around the house, they would have um, lots of stamping around, it would stamp around the house a lot, it would... uh, It moved a wardrobe at one point, it's probably most... famous thing that it did was it dragged uh, a young member of the family up the stairs by a throat. Oh my gosh, that well, really can, is uh, can you intense. That? I can't. It's that extreme as a situation. My mind is is uh, going into overdrive now, trying to feel an I'd invisible hand around my neck. Flight of stairs. And I'd hate it for it for me, for you, people watching. It would just be um, horrific. I mean, that's the devil that's come through the front door. He hasn't even said hello is or wiped his feet. It's not the devil. You seem very sure that was the devil. What? Sort of the opposite, really. It was, it's it's supposedly a monk. monk. Oh, mm. that's gone bad, though, hasn't yeah, he? He has. Goodness me. So he's left God and he's gone over to the garden fence and he's with Lucifer. <laughs> supposedly. One of the devil's friends. Yes, yeah. you're quite right. Thanks, Charles. <laughs> One of the devil's friends. It seems to be like he's in his uh, social clique now, isn't he? He's in his crowd. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And what do you do once you're at the top of the stairs? 
Well, you just been think, dragged yeah, up. Yeah, you just think to yourself, well, I'm never going to have a normal life again. I can't go back to working at Halifax. Well, what, who, who was it? Was it the daughter? Or? It was uh, the teenage daughter of the family who lived there who it happened to. Maybe it was like yours. Can you do an impression of your sister being dragged up the stairs by a public? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> it just, there wouldn't be words to communicate, would right, it? Right, well, can you put give her some words? Here's David doing an impression of her sister being his sister being dragged up the stairs by an angry poltergeist. Be gone with you, Gull! Be gone! I know it'd just be like, help! For God's sake, help me! Alright, chill. Don't just stand at the bottom of the stairs. Okay. Sorry. So, yeah, sorry. Uh, have you stayed at the place, Barry? I've stayed there several times, yeah. Have you, have you, did you experience anything? Uh, I've had little odd things happen. I mean the problem is is that a lot of the times I've been there, I've been with a group of people who haven't taken it very seriously yeah, yeah. and tend to uh, muck about, which, you know, thro- throws results out completely in, in your investigation. So, right. But I've had things happen when I've been sort of... St- I had a stone, um, I stood chatting to somebody once, and a stone just dropped out of thin air onto the floor in front of us. A stone? Yeah, just just like a little pebble. What, like now, sitting in this room, a little pebble. If we were on. just like, if a pebble, if a pe- if a pebble just yeah. dropped from the ceiling and just landed on that table, just yeah. like something. And there wasn't it. any stone collections on a shelf that had been varnished or no, it was just the you middle of the a, room. No, 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 not at all. I'm not being. I I believe you that they're across your arms. Sorry, David. sorry, sorry. Apologies. Now move uh, them away. From so I don't point. <laughs> Absolutely, they're now. on my thighs. Okay, left and right. Have you uh, ever seen a ghost, David? No, I've never seen a ghost. I thank God I've never seen a ghost. I don't think I'd survive the experience. I think oh, too the much. sumo wrestlers are making their way to Here the. Here uh, we go! Wow, what are their names again, David? Uh, 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 Goliath, Ali, Ali Goliath. Uh, and what's his Peter. real name? I sense him. Are they talking to you? Here we go. Well, uh, bonjour. That's French. Uh, hello. Wow, the crowd are going wild. They really are. L- how got... big are? They? How big would you say they were, Barry? What the wrestlers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Massive. They're fucking massive, David. About three feet. Look at them. They're wearing those width. funny little pants. Look at their bums. Look They've at their got bums. A look to them. <laughs> They're actually they're playing a harp. I am. I am. I will crush you. I think the man in the corner wearing the speedos is playing the harp. So what are their names again? Uh, Sim Sim and... Sim Sim and Yahatha. Okay. And their nicknames are? Uh, Father Beater and uh, Alleyway Goliath. There you go. There, it's memorable names with a lovely ringing hook to them. Okay, so they're now just pacing. I think Sim Sim will win. Oh dear, so Charles thinks Simpson. I think he's right, he's got the best uh, chest on him. Sort of pacing around this stage or the arena, aren't they? Slapping their thighs. Mm, like growling gorillas. He is bigger than High Etta. He is bigger than High Yeah, Simpson is the fastest of the two. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Speed is vital with this sort of fight. (laughs) Okay, so I've I've got a first question from uh, uh, someone on Patreon, David. Perfect. And his name is Bruce Simpson. Rings a bell. I don't yeah, know you why. You say that about every name you hear. Yeah, maybe it's just. Uh... Have you ever been truly afraid of an animal? Have I ever been truly afraid of an animal? Uh, I don't like it when birds come through the lounge window, and uh, it's a double threat because when you do finally get them out, they leave their feces everywhere, and it can leave you incredibly ill. And I was made ill. I was given the uh, bacteria virus Campylobacter by a garden wren. 
who'd entered the actual um, <laughs> kitchen. And that really uh, is a case of... Um, hang on, David. Rewind. <laughs> you... Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. There's just calm down. Yes. So, the, the window was open. A, yep. gar- a garden wren. Yeah, your common garden wren entered. How? Um, it was winter. In my memory, I'm thinking a window, but it was winter, so I'm thinking a door. It sort of waddled in. What, not been... the door? No, I, I like think the it idea found... you hearing... On the you, old beak, like a John Lewis ad. Oh, here's my winged friend. But it wasn't like that. I think it saw an opportunity, a gap in the door. Right. Squeezed itself through, got in the kitchen, started flying around. I had a rolled-up radio tines. My dad had a telegraph. It wasn't well, rolled-up. Uh, just guide out. Right. Um, and uh, we finally got it out. They're very disorientating. They're all over the place. What, they're flapping around? Yeah, around yeah. You right. think, is it going to get stuck in my hair and things yeah. in that vein? Did it get stuck in your hair? Uh, it didn't, no. no um, did but we did get it out in the end. Maybe he was trying flap. to tell you something. This well. is possible. Everyone could be a critic type of thing. Maybe he didn't like my fashion choices at the time. It was the uh, late 90s. Um, David, could we have a little section, uh, just a little one-minute section now, James? Could we take us uh, into another time and place where you have a little conversation with the garden wren? So so this isn't in the kitchen. It's a one-way conversation. Maybe the garden wren will talk back to you. And where am I? What date is this? That's is this... entirely up to you, David. Okay. So here's David Edwards talking to a garden wren. Um, how are you? Uh, I prefer if you weren't in my hallway. Do you mind, I've got a very large front and back garden. Do you mind perhaps just tiptoeing out? And um, there you go. We can still have a chat, but through the lounge window. So, uh, we'll let him talk back. Oh, you wanted the garden run as well? No. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. No. So, he's talking back to you. Now, what do you say to that? Well, um, you can be as critical as you like about the litter in the front garden, but I didn't, wasn't expecting visitors whatsoever. And it's got to be said, linking to your other point about the front door being locked, is the case that, you know, you can uh, fly and hover. I've watched you on a David Asma documentary. I don't think the wren likes you, David. <laughs> I think, you know, um, everyone's a free person to be a critic. And if he doesn't like me, fair enough. I'm just saying you could have hit the doorbell with your beak. OK, and then now back again. So, th- So this wren... Did it shit everywhere, did you say? It did, did yes. It? My mum thought she'd cleaned it all up. Clearly she didn't, because the next day I wasn't up for my paper round. And what did, I was you, what, did you, what did you get? Campylobacter, which involves vomiting, diarrhoea, uh, the shakes, as in getting too hot. I think that's it. Diarrhoea, vomiting and the shakes. And it was like something out of a Dickens play. You know, I literally had like a, a cold tea towel over my forehead. It's a sign of death as well, a bird coming in the house. Is it? Yeah. Is it really? Somebody told me that, yeah. Is it really? If a bird comes in your house, it's a sign of death, yeah. When did this happen, David? It happened just before my GCSE, so mid-90s. So maybe in the next, what, 50 years? Whenever maybe. Jurassic Park was released, sort of 94, 95... It's a sign of debt, what, in the family or your own? I think somebody in the house or something. Right. They didn't tell us. Somebody told us that didn't give well, specifics. Well, people who lived in that house, they started um, dying, I'd say, post-2010. 
Right. So you're looking at 15 years of good health, right. but that sparrow was casting a shadow. Sparrow? Came around. Garden wren. Sorry. Right. Now I'm questioning whether. No, the whole no, 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 no. Oh, I've had a lot of. Uh, I've had a seagull in a flat in Brighton wandering around. <laughs> I've had a sparrow in Chichester. Garden wren two in Arundel. Okay, could you put uh, five different birds in different situations, please? Number one. A seagull on a bowling alley. Number two. Uh, a wren at five guys having a burger. <laughs> Number three. Uh, wearing a crown uh, during coronation. What's wearing a crown? Um, a waddling duck. <laughs> Number four. Um, a pigeon at a rifle shooting range. <laughs> Number five. Um, a raven at a disco. Okay, so there we go. Raven at a disco. <laughs> Have you got a question for David Barry? This is Barry's first question. For uh, um, Thank you, Barry. You've actually asked one of my questions, which was, it was going to be the predictable, have you ever seen a ghost? But obviously right. you've answered that. Have you seen a ghost? No, I've never seen them. I've watched a lot of documentaries. They fascinate me. So I'd love to know more from yourself. But I wouldn't want to see one. It would be too uh, mind-tripping for me. Have you seen one, Barry? I, 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 at this point in time, I've never seen one. See, now that's disappointing, isn't it? Because you've gone searching... And you haven't I've done found a one. lot of looking. I yeah. mean, you've listed so every do rock. You, do you question that? Do you still believe? Uh, it's because I've had I've had lots of things happen that I can't explain that makes me think. Yeah, there must be what like in particular? Well, the stone falling out of nowhere. Um, that w- that's one thing. I've sort of seen things move. I've heard that noises. could be a ghost. What was moving? Um, there was a. I was staying in a haunted castle a few years ago uh, for my 30th birthday Blimey. and I was with um, my then partner and a family and we were having a chat by the fire and there was a little brass peacock, like a little antique thing, um, was picked up and thrown um, across the room off um, a big uh, oak table in the middle of the room and it was thrown with such force it made a big indent in the wood and it went spinning off into the kitchen. And you had no problems with the staff. Everything was paid. No problems. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I'm just making sure. No problems with the neighbours. Stop pointing. You're sorry, sorry. Put that away. Apology. Right. Um Volume issues with your no, neighbours? No, it was like I say. It was it was a family affair. We just sat around having a few cans around the fire and what? And a peacock, brass peacock, brass peacock thrown off a table. <laughs> honestly, I took a photograph wow. of it. Well, I'd like to see the photo at some point. Definitely. I mean, Is you it? can't see it, of course. It's just a brass peacock on the floor, but. But even then, was it of a, neat, a different era, the brass peacock? I think it would have been. It looked old. Because it was an, the, it, the whole apartment was full of uh, antiques. The person who owns it's an antique collector. And did the manager recognise the peacock? Could you Sorry. say, um, uh, would you like to see my brass peacock in a really camp voice? Oh, <laughs> would you like to see my brass peacock? <laughs> sort of in that style. I don't know how it happened. Oh, thank you. It's very good to get a compliment. Oh, would you like to see my brass peacock? <laughs> sort of thing. Did the uh, sort of thing? Did the yeah. manager recognise it, or was everyone? Hang on, I'm, we haven't moved sorry, on from sorry, that section sorry. yet, mate. No, One you're quite time. right. One more time. Sorry, as camp as you can go. Oh, <laughs> have you seen my brass <laughs> peacock? <laughs> sort of uh, yeah, in that ballpark sort of vibe. <laughs> In that kind of realm. Fucking hell. Oh, dear. Yeah. Sorry about that, Barry. It's all right. No, it, was, it, was, it was very good and very yeah, calm. Yeah, it was. It deserves one more. Quick one. Really no. quick. Oh. <laughs> Have you seen my brass peacock? <laughs> it depends on the mood, the person. Have you seen my brass peacock? <laughs> so that was rather good as oh, well. That was, was good. good. 
Oh, have you seen my brass peacock? Have you ooh. seen my brass peacock? Oh, yeah, that was quite erotic. <laughs> it's missing the ooh, ooh at the yeah, start from Charles. Ooh, Charles, an ooh, and then have you seen my brass peacock? <laughs> have you seen my brass peacock? That gets the camp wall, I think. That's really got a... No, uh... your next one does. Ooh. Have you seen my brass <laughs> Have you seen my brass peacock? He's winning. He's in front of the race. Ah, <sighs> uh, dear, dear, dear. <laughs> Wow, the uh, the bout, did you call it a bout or a wrestle? Christ, they slap one another, don't they? Wow. That's going to leave a mark. Wow, Simpson, Simpson seems, seems to be doing ever so well. Oh, here we go. Wow, they seem saying the same stuff all the time, but they're really going at it, aren't it's they? It's their mantra, probably. They repeat themselves. <laughs> and he's down, so it's the end of round one. Incredible. Um... Have you got another question for David? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm trying to see things that sort of are interesting. So it's Better gonna, than ghost-related that you can join in with because we're fascinated by your world. Um, I didn't have another ghost oh, question. Oh, that's all right. I, do whatever you want. You I do what you I, want. It's sort of a bit creepy. I, I, I had a question. Uh, I was wondering, have you ever seen a video nasty? Oh, what? Oh, what? From the know, 80s? Whoa, 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 whoa. Now, that question deserves a celebratory noise. It that does. has excited me. Please, James, please can we celebrate that question? It's one of the best questions we've ever, we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, that deserves that. A round that. of applause, so we're saluting you right now. now. Video nasties. What a great... Here we go. I've never seen one. And are we talking about 80s videos? The sort of... It, it, the videos like in the early 80s that were considered... You know, we were on the front page of the newspapers that were depraved and corrupt and were going to ruin society, those old nasty horror films. Well, during the 90s, the late 90s, I used to go to Ford Market a lot with my mother and my father, which was an airfield that they turned into a market on a Saturday afternoon. And they had lots of pirate videos there in the 90s. Mm. So you'd have Teenage Mutant Turtle, Tortoises... Yeah, I, I had a pirate. Whoa, 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 whoa. Teenage what? Teenage Mutant Ninja... Tortoises. Tortoises. <laughs> turtles. Tur I think tortoises. tortoises in England, turtles in America. And what, where, where is, what were they in Spain? Um, some other reptile that was popular with that nation. Which is what? Um, the lizard? I don't know. Teenage Mutant uh, Ninja Do you know what? Lizards. I've got it wrong. No, what, 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 what were they in Norway? In teenage... Norway, uh, they were Teenage Mutant Ninja. Ninja. Um, the insects. Yeah, okay. Stick insects, something in that vein. Yeah. Or I could be wrong. <laughs> it could have been Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles in Britain. Well, was, that wasn't he... a, was that a video nasty? Well, that's a very astute thing you picked up because in this country it was Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because the censors at the time didn't like the term ninja so we got hero turtles everyone else in the world got ninja turtles so there was no tortoises there was no tortoises stick insects <laughs> no stick insects so it's always turtles never tortoises never tortoises one of the main rules in life absolutely quite right stick with the turtles good marketing now it's a case of alongside those don't point you're sorry pop that way I do apologise alongside those there were video nasties I didn't see them in the 80s. That would have scarred me for life. But I did see them in the late 90s. Did you my buy them? I did, because my mum would be out. She was into uh, singing in a choir, a Roman Catholic church. It was just me and my dad. 
and what, you'd he, watch a video nasty together. You'd fast forward anything he thought was inappropriate because he saw them in the original eighties. So I watched what, your father watched video nasties in the nineteen eighties. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, I wasn't watching them then, but he would like, watch them. Like what? Uh, Evil Dead was one. Is that video nasty? The first te- one. Technically not a video nasty, but it's it's of that era. Uh, Cannibal Holocaust. That is a video nasty. And uh, that was too much for me after that. Yeah, I've Evil seen... Dead I survived. Have you seen Cannibal Holocaust? I have what, several what, times. What, 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 explain what goes on, I don't know. It's a, what... It was before Blair Witch and it's a fake documentary. It's, yeah, it's the first half of the film you get told that some... Uh, a ju- uh, investigative team of documentary makers have gone into the jungle to meet a tribe and that they haven't come back. And the first half of the film is them going into the jungle and meeting the tribe and getting their tapes of the missing tr- of the missing crew. And the second half of the film is them watching the tapes back of what this crew did in the jungle and why the cannibals killed them. And it's, hor- it's horrific. It's very, very shocking. Is it? I yeah. didn't watch any after that. That was me done and dusted. Well, well, can you give us an example of a scene, David? Um, there's... Explain. In one of the scenes, please, whisper into the mic. Um, there's evidence when they first see a tribe that, um, that they've eaten human beings. I think there's bones hanging on a tree. Whisper. Or limb. Oh, limbs. That's better. The other aspect is um, I'm pretty confident that someone's brains are eaten. Am I right in thinking that? Could you whisper back? Uh, and there were monkey brains when they filmed it. Can you whisper no, that was Sorry. Uh, that was another cannibal film. So you've seen more than one cannibal film. That Amazon film called Cannibal Ferox. But you are right in Cannibal Holocaust. There are remains hanging from a tree. God, it's frightening. Isn't there some kind of situation by a river or lake? There is. Oh, a there's a tortoise. There's a giant tortoise. Uh, there is a scene with the tortoise. I, I personally would leave that. Remember what I said. The main role is turtles, not daughters. Yes, turtles. Yeah. But they kill a, a turtle. There is a scene where they eat a turtle. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it's horrible. Don't shout, or a ghost might hear you and drag you up the stairs by your neck. Gosh, this is a violent episode. Barry, could you tell us one example of a scene in Cannibal Holocaust? Um. Oh, there's a scene where the... Hang on, Barry, when you tell us, David, could you go and stand over there? And could you, when, could you just have a conversation and you shout and Barry whispers? What, you want to stand in the corner? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so David's going to shout and Barry's going to whisper. So could you tell us about a scene in the film, Barry? There's a scene where the crew have tried attacking the tribes, but the tribes have managed to isolate one of the crew, and they attack him and shoot him dead on a log. Um, Is he the director of the crew? Shout, shout, David. Is he the director of the crew? (laughs) Shout. Oh, shout. Is he the director of the crew? (laughs) No, he's the cameraman. See, you can shout. You... You can't carry on filming without the director. He is the guide. Anyone can grab a camera. Shout. Uh, anyone can grab a camera. Without a director, you're lost. Without Ridley Scott, what would be Blade Runner? So I think um, as long as you've got a director, a visionary, you can still keep it going. Uh, the, tri- the 
director dies last. That makes sense. <laughs> because you still got someone to say action and cut. You can set a camera up on a tripod, hit record, and then direct the uh, cannibals. Okay, David, come back. Okay, thank you. Sorry, sorry. So this film, uh, if we go back to normal volume, is, is, it, sorry, really, sorry. is it still disturbing or is it, does it not feel dated? It's, uh, it's still shocking. They, it, it was banned for a lot of years, then they released it in a very cut form with lots of the violence cut out. And then in recent years, I think in the last five years, they brought out a version that's had very slight cuts to it but they've mainly restored the film and the director of it actually came across to London. In fact, that was the last time I was in London. Yeah. I came over and watched the screening of the film with the director uh, called Ruggiero Diodata and I went... Um, and he's an was Italian a, chap, Yeah, he's he? yeah. Italian, yeah. And, yeah, it was in, a, in an audience in London. They had uh, the director's cut. Did he make anything after that or was that...? It, it was his big hit. Uh, he did a few other things. He did a film about a washing machine that kills people. Haven't seen that. That uh, seems more what appropriate. What do you think that's called? Have a guess. Serial um, washer killer, something like that, or uh, um, uh, aerial limbs. Putting aerial washing liquid in with the limbs. Okay. Okay, so they're, they're wrestling again, guys. So Here we go. Sim Sim is wrestling with Hayata. Mm. Uh, Hayata seems to be getting the upper hand there. Literally Certainly the upper does. hand. Slapping and whatnot. Using him like a puppet. Whoa, around. Hayata has picked Sim Sim up and he's throwing him out the ring, David. Oh! He's going to wow. like, a, like it's a hey, bloody. Have a chat with him. Are you all right? Can you move your, your hands hey, and your I'm legs? Keep talking, David. Oh, God, would you like some tuna hot dog? Will that help you out? Are you going back on it or should we say that's yes, the end sir. of the. What he wants you to get on the in the ring, David. Oh God, I wouldn't feed so you. So you take your trousers off and put those funny pants on. Uh, there, can I have a belt, please? Here we go. I've got the pants on, and thank you for the belt. So David's made his way into the ring just to benefit the listeners uh, uh, at home. Um, Barry, you've got another question. Uh, yes, what's the best ride you've ever been on at a theme park? Wow, uh, the best ride. I've do you like e- theme parks, David? I do. Uh, it's got to be said, for some reason, I hadn't gone on any theme park rides for about, I think it's about 10 years. I think in my 20s, I was very much into them. Uh, and probably late 20s, but during my 30s, didn't go near one. Right. Uh, this year, I went to um, Chessington World of Adventure. I think, it, I think that's the one. Okay. And it took me three quarters of the day to get back into theme park riding because they've really advanced in that decade and I felt I felt like Neil Armstrong getting ready to like go on G-Force runs I found them frightening at first um, who did you go with? I went with two colleagues who? that I no longer work with okay who are they? Um, I better keep their names confidential just, just in case right um, why, why is it why? Uh, just in case they don't want it um, projected out there type of thing what? Well, I could call one um, Rick. Yeah. That's quite near his name. Yeah. And I could call one um, Steve. That's quite near his name. Okay. So, um, John and Steve. Rick and Steve. So, Rick yeah. and Steve. So, Richard and Simon? Uh, no, not <laughs> no. Richard and Simon. No. Um, so, ultimately, uh, it was uh, fear-inducing, uh, physically nauseous. Is this the bubble gum ride? 
Uh, no, I've never done the bubble gum ride. What's that one? That's it's just like a raft and you go around a lazy river. No, not at all. This one was an apocalypse situation where you're going through an empty airport doing loops and things like that. Oh, that's Thorpe Park. Thorpe Park is where I was. That is exactly it. And there's the saw ride as well at Thorpe Park. There is, is there? the saw ride as well. Absolutely. Yeah. By the end of the evening, I'd refound my theme park legs. But before that, it was a psychologically disturbing situation. Was it really? Definitely. Was it really scary? Very. The worst one was when it was a giant swing where it swung you all the way up. You saw the entire park and you felt yourself drifting out of the actual swing. And then at the last minute, it comes down. Yeah, the G-force, yeah. That is, is that what it's called, the G-force? It's the G-force because you're going up as, as the speed changes. You experience like a fraction of zero gravity, which is why you float a little bit in your seat as the, and it catches you and pulls you back down with its motion. Do you know what it affected most? Quite seriously, this isn't a naff joke. My flatulence, oh, really? in the sense of no, that's not a naff. That's not as a naff joke. I'm not saying. Oh, it's sorry, a joke. but it's a bit uh, inappropriate in a way. We'd I had to excuse yeah. myself a few times from the queue because I just knew, you know, it unhinged something within my um, bottom. Yeah, and gut system basically. Gut system. And uh, I was getting really bad wind. What did that sound like? Um, it didn't sound like anything, but it left a horrific odour. <laughs> It really did. It was silent but violent, to use a Grange Hill uh, yeah. catchphrase. Yeah. And um, it really, biologically, my body went through a lot of strain to get back into it. I would love can to. Can we imagine to- that you're in the queue for the uh, for the roller coaster and you can feel one coming on and you have to shout to everyone and say, just to pre warn them? Um, I can't. Sh- I was buying people cornettos and drinks. No, but I'm asking if you could shout to the queue and say what's about to happen with your bottom. People, I apologise to your children and... Shout. People, I apologise to your children and your nostrils. What is going to happen, I am not in control of, but I'll hold my hand up and say it is my fault. <laughs> what? What's about to happen? David Edwards, do you think you were possessed by an evil spirit at Thorpe Park? I would like to think so, yes. I would like to lay the blame on someone else's shoulders, and if that was a poltergeist, it would help my conscience and guilt. Do you like these rides, Barry? Uh, I do. I do enjoy them, yeah. I wouldn't go anywhere near them. I wouldn't go near them. I would like to go back there now, because I feel as though I've done my boot camp again and I'm back on form. Right. But I was half the man when I left the gates. Yeah. So you were... Right. The Saw ride was enjoyable, so that answers your question. Favourite ride, Saw, but the other ones, getting back up to that sort of physical dynamo what's was exhausting. Best, have you been to loads of... I've been to quite a few. What's I, the best one you've ever been on? I, I think as an experience, there's a ride called Valhalla in Blackpool, which is like... Oh, right. You're on like a Viking... It's sort of like a log flume sort of thing, but you're inside like a big... It's all themed. You go into like a warehouse, so you'll go through... Um, uh, like a winter sort of scene where it's actually snowing and then you go through a bit where it's like this fire effect so it's very hot. Oh my it's, god, that sounds good, fire it's really, effects. It's, it's, it's sort of like being Not a... Fire it's like being I a do, especially in a Viking boat. Yeah, you'd love it. You'd love it. Do you Val, feel as though you've gone back in time? I th- that's the idea. The whole sort of Viking thing is that you're making your way to Valhalla. Which is what think, oh, think what, like the hell? Heaven? Well, that, what, Sorry, Brian, sorry. No, 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 no carry on, no. No, because that's where Vikings go, isn't it? Valhalla, when they die. Oh, that's or, or what they, I meant. Sorry. Get, they want to get to Valhalla. I think it's that journey to it. Do you not think you, you just feel like you're still in Blackpool? Or do you genuinely feel like you'll be whisked away? 
It depends on the pyrotechnics. If the flames are real... They, they are real. They're real flames. OK, so you've got you've got a fight, David. The final battle. The fight. Here we go. They're playing trumpets. Here we go, here we go. David, good luck. What's your nickname for this wrestle? My wrestling? nickname is uh, Caterpillar in Diapers. Which what? is uh, a take cat- time. Sorry, take my time. Um, what is your nickname for this sumo Stingray wrestling? Stingray Eel. Stingray Eel. Uh, what, what do you reckon, Barry? Do you think he stands what's chance? I fancy his chances. You do fancy yeah. his chances? Do you really? I think I, I think... will kill you, Stingray Eel. Oh, he just said you're a puff. Well, have <laughs> some uh, electricity up your nappies. <laughs> Pardon. OK. I'm a Stingray. Oh, yeah, exactly. You are a Stingray. I'm going to leave un- you some bites. Sorry, un- sorry, I, keep, so I apologise. Here we okay, go. Okay, good luck, David, and uh, really give it to him, mate. Here we go, the crowd are cheering. Goliath. The Stingray. The Stingray is taking down the Sim Sim. Well, they're bringing out a little podium. Stand on the top of the podium and Help give, me up. give your speech to the crowd. Here we go in Japanese. Hayata. Wait for the music to start. Sorry. Go. Hayata. Hote Sim Sim. Hote Katata. Aliway Kahaya. I respect you and your mother and father. But David uh, uh, Electrical Edwards, winner! Uh, Japan, Japan! Okay, mate. Thanks for that. No, not a problem. Well not played. Problem. Good fight. Thank Good you. Wrestle. Thanks for the memories, Japan. Thank you. Okay, uh, Barry, thanks so much for coming along to. Uh... Thank you so much for having me. No, it's been lovely. No, it's been a real experience. It really it's has been. Same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's... You've opened our mind to a new world. Sorry, Brian. I no, 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 no. The reason we do this podcast is because we want to create friends for you. Yes? That's the idea. Do you that's, think, that's do you, think kind you can of... be friends with David? I think so. I'd love to take you on a ghost hunt. I would love. 2019. Don't shout for fuck's sake. Sorry, sorry. Keep it low. Do you know what? That'd be amazing if you two went on a ghost. That would be amazing. Yeah. Would you come along, Brian? Yeah, I think I would come along. I we ain't afraid make that... of no ghosts. I oh, Charles can Charles come as well. Charles yeah. Come. Honestly. Where would you like to take David if you were going to... I don't... I, 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 I've spent a lot of time there, but I feel now you've got a flavour for that house in in Yorkshire. What the one that would with, strangle with, up? with the most? Yeah, um, East Drive with the violent poltergeist. Who lives there now? No one lives there now. So we, could we really go and spend time? We could really go. I could speak to the owner of the house and ask if we could go. Oh, we got to do this, David. Do you know sure. what? I'm just saying. Male banter aside. I'd be very interested in doing us three and Charles. What about if me and Barry went and didn't take you? I'd be gutted about that. I'd be really upset. I'm really tempted to just do that. <laughs> that would, would Char- if Charles was with me, I wouldn't. Feel no, no, as... no, Charles would come. I would feel like Dark Tanyan left out the Musketeers. Mm. It no, really I'm going. Be... Yeah. I would like. I'd at least like to be in the same postcode so I could chat on the phone at some point. No, we'll do it without you knowing. Are you up for that? I am Aaron? going would to you talk do about to this school. Do you th- should we do it all together? Should we go to this? Place? I'm w- really up for that. I'd like to see how you'd react to that situation. I'd love to see. I'd that. love to see everyone. I think we'd bond. I think our friendship would go further. Mm. It would be another podcast, Brian. Yeah. And uh, Charles would be able to connect with the afterlife. Okay. I'd like, like the physical thing to happen. Yeah, what let's a try lovely and do this. way to end the episode. It gives us hope David, for the year. Thank you again, Barry. Thanks for coming. Thank, thank you for having time. me, Brian. Thanks for the invite. Thank you, David. Thank you, David. No, thank, thank you, Brian. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, James, the editor. Thank, thank you for you, your James. hard work. Thank you so much. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye.
That was a Mr. Box production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.